Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. Welcome, everybody, to another Double Toasted interview. I'm Corey Coleman, and again, here in the middle of the day, and if we are here in the middle of the day, it means that we have somebody very special and someone amazing on, and that's been the case for the last about five interviews that I've done. I've been very, very honored to speak to a lot of people who I've looked up to and never thought I would have a chance to meet, and as you can see, never say never, because today I am joined by somebody who... I looked up to before he was the character that you know him as, and I am talking to Mr. Tom Kenny. Tom, how are you doing, man? Hey, good, Corey. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Uh, uh, do, doing great, man. <laughs> doing great. Hey, what's the difference between the day interviews and the night interviews? Like, I watched some some of your some of your podcasts, and it was always like you always go, "Hey, I'm talking to you in the middle of the day now." Yeah, well, in the middle of the day, I'm usually a lot more cultured, a lot uh, try to sound at least a little bit smarter. Uh, nighttime <laughs> is probably a little more profanity and stupidity. Yeah, yeah, no, but I love profanity and stupidity. Uh, I'm all about those things, and uh, yeah, I, I tend to lose lose uh, IQ points as the day goes on too. So uh, we'll see. Oh, we're we'll, a perfect match then. This will be a great interview. See how many cups of coffee we need to get up to speed. <laughs> Well, I can't do coffee, but I can do uh, almond milk. So that's what I'm doing right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> this, this is actually an oat milk cappuccino. So we got, a, we got our uh, alternative <laughs> milks uh, happening. <laughs> nice, man. You know what? This is already getting started with a, with a lot of energy, and which is great, man, because, you know, I try to come in here and act professional. I try to come in here and keep my composure. But there are some people who, like I said, I have seen for years and have admired and been entertained by and looked up to for years and I'm not lying when I tell you that you're one of those guys man uh so this is very special for me now before we get into the you know the the the, the conversation we do have to talk about some things that you're doing right now uh one of the reasons that you're here is so that we can talk about and I'm going to show the graphic right there of this the SpongeBob musical live on stage which is available 
on DVD right now. Uh, I know you got some talking points about this. You want to tell us more? Yeah, yeah, uh, boy, yeah, you're, you're you're overestimating my professionalism, but but uh, <laughs> like he actually comes with talking points, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a uh, the SpongeBob uh, musical. It's it's a uh, it's a DVD of the Broadway show, the successful uh, Broadway mm-hmm. show, uh, uh, Tony uh, nominated, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see uh, the Broadway musical on Broadway while it was there, and uh, then it was just starting to tour, and then the pandemic happened. So uh, it's cool. This is a performance that we shot, uh, and and this is it live on stage as. As it happened, and unlike the Broadway musical on Broadway, I'm actually in this one playing Patchy. On Broadway, there was there was a different actor playing Patchy, the pirate, who the live action pirate, you know, on the on the SpongeBob cartoon yeah. series that I portray. And uh, for this one, they said, "Hey, you know, you want to uh, mess around with the Broadway cast and p- put on the patch and the pirate outfit and be Patchy." And I was like, "Yeah, cool!" And wow, what an adventure, man! I got to I got, I got to. Uh, fly around and like you know get, get lowered on a harness you know because patchy breaks through the roof of the theater while the show's going on and like and like rappels down on a rope you know so so it was yeah i was doing all my own stunts which is uh you know when you're a man of my years is not always the wisest thing <laughs> it sounded like you had a great time on that man and i had a ball man and the cast is so great like everybody in the cast like ethan slater the broadway spongebob the first mm-hmm. original broadway spongebob and danny skinner that uh, the original Broadway Patrick, um, we just all got along so great with each other. All the actors, they're, they're, they were just great people and welcomed me into their world the way that we try to when there's a newbie that comes into voiceover world, you know, where somebody yeah. from a different uh, 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 plane, like on camera work that hasn't done much voiceover or whatever comes in, you know, you want to make them feel comfortable and nice and not be snobby and and, and cult, uh, clickish, you know, and and these people were so nice to me and it was just a ball patchy gets to sing a song and uh, it, it was it was just uh, it was just terrific man you know, it's a great production i was i was when i first saw it on uh, on broadway actually i saw it on, in previews before it went to broadway in chicago i was just blown away by how how it made everything work you know our expectations we went in with very uh, few expectations the cast did like mm-hmm. Why, why does there need to be a live action SpongeBob? You know what I mean? Like, what's the reason for that? Yeah, you know what I mean? There's, there's way, basically what we're saying is there's way more ways for that to go wrong than to go right. And it just, Tina Landau and her team just, just blew everybody's expectations out of the, out of the water. I loved it. I went back and saw it a couple more times in New York. Yeah, you know what? I, I think a lot of people had that reaction. Uh, like, why is there a live action SpongeBob? And I think more people were surprised to learn and pleasantly learn that, you know, it's, it's a success uh, story on Broadway. It's, it's won awards and everything. It was. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Internet culture is just like, you know, well, bro, bro, SpongeBob on Broadway. Thanks for raping my childhood. You know, like, like you know, like whatever. You know, p- p- people got a lot of time on their hands, but uh, now more than ever. But. Uh, yeah, I think people were just pleasantly surprised. It was the coolest thing for me when I first saw it, because I'm always looking at the kids in the audience because they're the best, uh, the most reliable test marketers, you know what I mean? So so I was going, are yeah. they when the lights go down and these human beings walk out and they're not they're not wearing like theme park costumes, you know, like walk around all all encompassing costumes they're they're kind of dressed in clothing that suggests their characters but 
but they're not suits, you know? And, yeah. and if I'm like, if the kids accept these people as the cartoon characters that they watch on their, on their television screen, we're home free. And I, I saw that happen within minutes. You know, Ethan walks out. People go, whoa! You know, it's, Patrick walks out and Squidward walks out. They're all like, wow! You know, and that's that's when I just breathed a heavy sigh of relief and knew that <laughs> uh, that that this thing was was gonna, you know, at least had a a going chance. And then, and then by the end of the show, never having seen any of it before, uh, this is the preview in Chicago. Like we were just literally in tears you know like like like, it was like wow it was so great and such a great uh, tribute to uh, steve and everything who oversaw it uh, personally um uh you know when it was in development and everything so so yeah i give really long answers don't i no man this is your interview this is your time (laughs) and i'm listening to every word that you say no this is great you this you make my job a lot easier when i can just sit back and enjoy your words man and what you're saying i just interview myself yeah, you know hey, what? Tom Kenny, welcome, welcome to Triple Toasted. Yeah. <laughs> and I will just sit up here and record it and be happy with that, man. You know, if I may, because everybody knows SpongeBob and everything about SpongeBob. And like I said, I'm old enough to remember uh, things that you have done way before your voice work, the, your, the voice work you're predominantly doing right now. Um, I grew up with, with live action Tom Kenny. I remember. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna play a clip. Like I you said, you ain't that old. Yes, I am that old man. I remember back in the '80s, man, early '80s. And I'm gonna play a clip real quick right here of Woo! you from uh, Friday Night Videos when you were hosting oh. that. When video shows used to be a thing for kids on the weekends. <laughs> Music news, the Millie Vanilli scandal continues to clog up the court system. In response to lawsuits from betrayed Millie Vanilli fans, <clears throat> yeah, I know, I've never actually met one either. Aerosmith. <laughs> Smart ass even back then. <laughs> the, the, that was a weird job, uh, Friday Night Videos, because it was basically, that show existed for people that didn't have MTV. You know, if you didn't mm-hmm. have MTV and you couldn't see music videos, like you didn't have cable is what I'm saying. So then, oh, here's NBC, you know, and late at night on, on I guess, uh, uh, Saturday nights, they'd show Friday night videos, I think after SNL. Yeah. And we actually shot my segments in in the same studio as SNL. And uh, <laughs> it was weird because all, it was only the top videos. Like there was nothing obscure yeah. or, or, or indie or weird about it. And I was not a top 40 listener. Like, I don't, I don't even pay attention to that. I never did. That's, you know, that, that's why I wind up doing what I'm doing, you know? I don't, so, but all the comedy and all the bits had to be about, like, top 40 or even, even like, top 20 music that's going on right now. The most mainstream of the mainstream. And so, so that was kind of a challenge, was making jokes about stuff that you really don't care about. You know, I, I really don't give a crap about any of this stuff that's at the top of the charts. It's never crap. That's never stuff that I was interested in in my life. I'm like an old punk rocker, you know? And, uh, <laughs> But it was really fun, and I remember the funnest part of that uh, the, uh, was uh, was I got to do an interview with Little Richard. Uh, I got to interview Little Richard, who was just, wow. you know, one of my idols, a total space alien, you know, and uh, <laughs> he was just fantastic. Like everything you is wild and crazy, like. You say I've got energy. He was like me times ten, you know, and he and he was not a uh, you know, he he was not twenty years old uh, yeah. at that time, and he just was just just had 
giant energy. But yeah, Friday night videos was, that was a weird gig. I'd fly to New York. They fly me from, from <clears throat> California to New York city. And we do like, we shoot, I don't know, three weeks worth of wraparounds and stuff like that. And then I'd go back to LA. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, a very fun, it was a very fun show. A friend of mine named Pearl Lieberman was, uh, she very hip, very, very cool person. And she was, uh, she was a producer on that show and she suggested me to them and uh, they wound up saying, yes, I was just, you know, I, I started out as a standup. So she, you know, these people would see my standup around and standup was so big on TV back then, all these mm -hmm. uh, brick wall, you know, these shows with brick walls and a microphone and some guy in a sweater going, what's up with airline food? <laughs> so, you know, I did, I did all of those and I did Letterman and I did Conan as a standup, like before, before I ever did a voiceover. So that's what people, uh, that's a funny thing is that most people don't even realize that I had this whole career before SpongeBob and I don't really care enough to explain, you know? So, so when people do stumble on that stuff, they're kind of like, wait, what mind blown, you know? So, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's no, you cool. know, I, that's the thing. I've followed your career way before the, the voiceover stuff came up. Uh, you know, you, you talk about comedy and, I was really surprised to learn because I, I knew that you knew Bobcat Goldwith. I knew you two were friends. I didn't know you grew up with each other. I know you were friends since you were seven years old. Yeah, six years old, actually. First six grade years we old. met. And uh, still, uh, still buddies. I talked to him all the time. And and uh, yeah, it was just one of those weird friendships that's lasted half a century. And he and I, we grew up in East Syracuse, New York. Not, not a hotbed of show business, you know, kind of a blue collar town. And uh you know, him and I were just always interested in comedy and rock and roll and just, you know, he was my my buddy, you know what I mean? We loved George Carlin and Andy Kaufman and the Cramps and the Sex Pistols and the Kinks and the Who and, uh, you know, all this stuff, Marx Brothers, you know? So, so, you know, it's nice to have that one kid in your life that knows the secret handshake, you know, because this was before the internet, obviously, way before, so you couldn't just go on and suddenly be talking to a zillion like-minded people you know you're just looking for that one kid in your town who who cares about about uh whatever like uh, <laughs> uh, uh wilson pickett records or whatever you know what i mean and uh <laughs> you know so bobcats bobcats my oldest and dearest buddy and so in some ways he's one of the people that's responsible for me even doing a job that i love you know because i was always a little bit more of the shy kind of non-confident type of the two and he was always the guy going you know you're funny you know move you got to get out of Syracuse move to Boston you know I'm you know and then you know you got to you know he was kind of he's kind of pushing me every step of the way I was writing jokes for him and he was a, a young stand-up and he was going do it you're funny do it yourself like, no you know and so yeah he uh he's really hugely responsible for me doing this job that I love, you know, and, and that's such a gigantic quality of life issue is doing some, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to earn a living doing something that you don't actively hate, uh, that puts you way above most people. <laughs> you're, you're kind of the top of the, the, the contentment pyramid uh, there, you know? No, that's that is great to hear, man. That you can have a lifelong relationship like that. I would like not this, you know, brings up something because you know, again, talking about how your career has come up. I mean, you're all out there with your face and your voice. 
Uh, I'm going to show a clip right here just real quick. And I'm and I have a question about it. And, and you're killing me, Corey. And, and people will know people. Am I, now, am I killing you in a way that like I'm, I'm showing too much? Am I bringing up too much? No, I'm just like, I don't know what you're going to pull out of your trick bag. So I'm just like, what embarrassing uh, video is it? I, 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 once I started doing voiceovers, I realized that I much preferred to be heard and not seen. So, uh, so this is like, this is like uh, shock therapy. Well, uh, Maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't bring up a, ca- a-, a clown doing drugs then. No, <laughs> dude, you bring up. Oh, okay. I know what this is. Okay, no. That, oh, this, this is double toasted, hey, man. Uh, uh, anything goes. Your clowns are on dope. Where you going, old man? <laughs> you didn't see nothing, all right? You saw five happy, jolly clowns sitting around eating a, a big plate of beef. White, powdery, beat. <laughs> Very much different from SpongeBob right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was 1992, so SpongeBob was not even a, a glimmer in Steven <laughs> eye. But yeah, that was a movie called Shakes the Clown, which has got like a, an interesting cult following. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bobcat wrote it and directed it. Uh, just, you know, there's no money for anybody, no budget, so... He pretty much just put all his friends in it, including a very young uh, pre-SNL Adam Sandler. And uh, it's yeah, it's it was really fun. A lot. Most of that dialogue there is, if not all of it, is improvised. Like you, I would open the script. You go, here's what we're shooting today. And it would be Tom, you know, uh, Tom improvises about doing cocaine. And I'm like, oh, I've never done cocaine, but I've, 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 you know, I've been around, I've been a comedian. So it's not like I haven't been around it a little bit. Okay. And and so, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really funny. What a cast. And it's funny. It's gone on to achieve this weird cult following over the years. Uh, uh, You know, the, the, the man in that clip is Paul Dooley, who was wimpy in the Popeye, uh, the Popeye Robin Williams movie. Mm. (laughs) And Robin Williams actually is in this movie too. Robin does a cameo because he was buddies with Bobcat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a you know Robin obviously was a giant movie star, and the fact that he did this down and dirty no you know three M and M's in a bowl constitutes craft service uh, table uh, movie <laughs> was uh, was just t- tells you how cool and and artistic Robin was. Yeah, that and, that was that was your second movie ever, right? Shakes the clown. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. I did everything. Like I said, you know, my my whole career has kind of been about like never say no to anything. Like it's a lot easier. You know, like I always like I tell my kids like, no, you know, in terms of people saying, hey, do you want to do you want to try to do this thing? It's a little bit outside your comfort zone. Um, You know, do you want to do it like it's easy to say no to that stuff. Like, like, uh, no thanks, you know, but no great adventure. Like I tell my kids, no great adventure ever started with the word. No, yeah. you know what I mean? Hey, Marco Polo, you want to, <laughs> you, you want to <laughs> sail to Asia? Nah, you know, no thanks. You know, so you kind of, um, my whole career has been about just saying yes to things. And, and, and like I said, I was always a little bit, um, you know, uh, not, not shy, but, but, you know, I, I wasn't totally 100% look at me, look at me guy. And and so that was a little difficult 
to, to but but I wanted to do stand up and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. once I started doing that, and then that kind of led to to on camera work, and and you know I, I guest start on, you know did guest spots on a lot of sitcoms and stuff like that. Just shoot me and Drew Carey show and stuff like that. And like I said, I did those stand up appearances, and. And in the meantime, all during that, I was trying to bust into voiceover. Like, that's what I really wanted to do. Like, even when Bobcat and I were kids, I was a cartoon freak. And I would say, he would say, whose career do you want? If you could have anybody's career in show business. You know, we're kids. You know, we're like fifth grade. And I said, Mel Blank, man. Mel mm. Blank is the guy. You know, Mel Blank. He's been doing it for 100 years. Nobody knows what he looks like. He, uh, you know, he can be Bugs Bunny, you know. He can be on oxygen and still doing Bugs Bunny. You know, this, this, this that's perfect. It's 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 all the good stuff about being famous with none of the bad uh, stuff, you know. And so uh, I can't believe that I was kind of right about that. But uh, mo- most stuff that you think when you're a little kid, you turn out to be wrong about. But but I was actually right, you know. And so when I finally did manage to kind of worm my way into voiceover, which was really hard, like. I'm, I I was writing on TV uh, on TV shows and and doing stand up and uh, you know making making good bread as a stand up and 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 I just couldn't crack that voiceover nut and it was it was by far the hardest tent to get my big nose under and once I did I just was like I love I don't need a speed date other jobs you know this is this is what i want you know if i could just do this a ton of this i don't care about any about being in people magazine cooking breakfast you know or whatever i don't Mm -hmm. care you know and so um you know once once uh rocco's modern life uh happened uh which was a a late 90s nickelodeon tune that that you know was my first animated series then uh that that was when i just felt like wow you know I, this is this is the career I want. This is the lane I, I want to mostly be in. You know, that's. Uh, I was surprised to hear that you wanted to do voice work so early. I was actually going to be a question of mine because you have um, you've done uh, uh, a lot of sketch comedy, uh, a lot of progressive and just really just uh, almost absurdist and surreal sketch comedy. Like I remember Mister Show. When Whoa. you were on there. Yeah, I, I, I used to love Mr. Show. And I even remember uh, on Fox, there was The Edge. I, I got, okay, I, I'm, I'm sorry to keep bombarding you with this, but I got to show people because it was, it was very crazy and had your, it had your wife on there too. Uh, is this The Edge? This is The Edge right here where you, came, right. you came in oh, with the, uh, the, the troll date. It's our oh, baby's God. first date ever and I want to record the moment. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Dad, I'd like you to meet Grandella. <laughs> yeah, you, that was pre-Shrek. <laughs> yes, it was. That was, that yeah, was before, yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I was going to ask you. You and before uh, trolling, before the word trolling was a verb. It was. Yeah, but when troll was actually a troll, you know, a creature. Uh, you you seem to really love doing uh surreal sketch comedy and progressive sketch comedy um and i know you're doing more more voice work today uh is is uh sketch comedy something that you might want to do more of at some point or do you do that uh in 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 california do that live anywhere right now well you know nobody's doing anything live right now but but uh but uh you know this kind of it all goes hand in hand like it was kind of like this 
this ongoing process of just kind of discovery and kind of like sampler plate, you know, poo poo platter of like what you like doing and mm -hmm. what you don't like doing and the stuff that you kind of like doing and what aspects of the things you like doing can you take into some other arena. So I always loved sketch comedy. You know, the edge was great. And uh, like you said, uh, my wife was on that show. She wasn't my wife then. Uh, uh, that was the show we met on. And it's funny, the, the day that we met, the first day we met was on set and, and they said, oh, you guys are going to be playing like the parents of this baby. Like, you know, your parents that are <laughs> super overprotective of your newborn baby and you childproof your house like in a insane way, like like overly childproof. And so, OK, so the first day that she and I met, we played parents of a baby, you know what I mean? And then it, then it kind of wound up happening uh, 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 for real, <laughs> it's kind of life imitating art. But um uh, and she was also on Mr. Show, obviously, my wife, Jill Talley. Jill Talley, yeah. Uh, uh, Karen Plankton's computer wife on SpongeBob. So so everything is uh, everything is connected. But I realized, wow, why do I like sketch comedy so much? Well, I don't like looking like me. Like, I like being in, like, heavy makeup. If you put a wig on me and, like, uh, some prosthetics and stuff like that or let me walk with a limp or or, or, or put, like, a weird mustache or beard on me, I love that so much more than this, you know, because I always love character actors, you know, like those are my idols. I never cared about movie stars, but like character actors, <clears throat> those were the cats that I would go, wow, you know, look at that guy. Wow. He's this and he's this mm -hmm. and he's this all the same guy. Wow. And voiceover was kind of like that. You know, it's basically character acting, sketch comedy, character acting, playing people who don't have to look like you. Like I always say. If I was doing on camera predominantly now, you know, maybe I'd be playing, you know, dopey dads. You know what I mean? You're not going, you call that a bathing suit? You're not leaving this house, you know? And, 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 and probably the way the TV goes, I'd be playing that guy's dad. I'd be playing the dad's dad, you know, hey, grandpa, where's grandpa? Toilet <laughs> flush sound effect. You know, I'd be that. So um, once I started doing, um, voiceovers, I was like, wow, this takes everything I like from sketch comedy and it eliminates some of the stuff that I didn't like about mm -hmm. sketch comedy. Uh, about I wouldn't say sketch comedy. It eliminates some of the stuff I didn't like about being on camera or, you know, uh, uh, and, and the same with, I liked doing stand-up in clubs, but, you know, when you're doing stand-up 40-something weeks a year on the road, it's kind of hard to, you know, I was getting married and having starting to have kids and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that can work, you know? So, you know, it it was a chance to the stuff that I liked about stand up, which was ad libbing, fooling around, doing characters, you know, getting crazy, uh, work, talking and working with ta with talented oddballs. You know, animation and sketch comedy had all that in in spades. You know, so mm -hmm. so it was, uh, you know, I, I kind of got pushed. I didn't get pushed, but like eventually stand up just or uh, voiceover seemed like the thing that checked the most of those boxes. And just batting average wise, economically, I realized that like auditioning for voiceover, my batting average was way, way higher than it was on camera. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't really yeah. have like, yeah, I don't really have like a distinctive look, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm not like, you know, not, ha not handsome to be a leading man, not ugly enough to be the the troll neighbor character actor guy so so you know you're sort of like betwixt in between neither fish nor fowl and with with uh 
sketch comedy and, and even more so voice acting, I found like I could play these extreme characters, you know, which I really liked. And then you could also put some subtlety in the extreme, you know, like something like Ice King on Adventure Time. Like, yeah, he's kind of extreme character, but there's also this kind of core of, of sadness and tragedy in him that, that, that it's fun to try and marry his you know, balls to the wall craziness with that. And SpongeBob has that too. You know, SpongeBob's got a lot, uh, the show uh, has a lot of heart in the, and the, the, the actors who play the characters, uh, you know, Bill Fagerbucky, Roger Bumpus, Clancy Brown, Carolyn Lawrence, Doug Lawrence, uh, Jill Talley. Uh, uh, they all bring heart to those characters too. It's not just funny voices and screaming, you know? And yeah, I just, I, so I think uh, to answer your question, that's what I loved about sketch comedy mm-hmm. was kind of disappearing into a character, you know, like Lon Chaney senior was always one of my idols, silent movie, Lon Chaney, you know, he, he was, he, he never looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. You know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, that I'm looking at our chat right now. They're saying that's, that's some of their favorite things about actors who aren't leading man actors who aren't oh, cool. pigeonholed to play. I thought we were going to, I thought you were going to edit, edit out the boring stuff and put this up later. Oh no, I'm leaving everything in, man. We're going live? Not, none of this is boring. None of this is oh, boring, my man. God. All of this is great. So uh, what you know are they what? saying in the chats? Uh, and the chat is loving it, man. The chat, they say, Hey, look there. They say, yeah, we're live. We're here, man. <laughs> and they're loving you. They're loving is everything that you're saying. Bad? What's that? Is anybody saying anything bad? Why won't he shut up? No, no, no. They saying the, the 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 closest thing that they're saying that might be bad is like, wow, he went off on a thing and it's great. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm all about yeah. Yeah. No, a- they love it. A- they is my friend. Yeah. No, they love it. And you know what? I <laughs> I gotta ask you. Now I don't wanna I don't wanna bring things down here. I'm gonna bring up a picture. I don't want things to bring things down, but I have to don't I have to ask and, and believe me, this is not coming from a place where I'm being accusatory or anything. I'm just asking because this is an issue today. So we've had a lot of voice actors where their 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 past work is being called to question, scrutinized, you know, certain characters that they've done. I know that you uh, your name got brought up in that when they were talking about the characters of Mudflap and Skids for the Transformers, where it was like two that you know the, the the controversy was it was two stereotypical ghetto characters and they were being voiced by a white person. Uh, after all of that has been said, <laughs> you know, I don't, Sorry. how you, how are you, oh, I thought you about to get up and leave. How are you, uh, I like, how, how do you feel about that situation and how do you feel about those characters today? Well, you know, I sort of, if I sort of, I regret it actually, because I felt like myself and, and Reno, uh, uh, the other actor who's black, uh, like, you know, not to spend too much time on this, but, you know, we were there doing other characters. I was doing Wheelie. Mm. And then, you know, the director said, hey, we got these other characters. That, you know, this is who they are. They're, they're kind of like ice. Uh, they're they're, they're kind of like van- vanilla ice or whatever. Like they're they're wannabe rappers. You know what I mean? Like like they're, they're into rap culture, but they've seen it from afar. You know, like like uh, it gets beamed up to them in space and they've kind of absorbed it. So they're kind of like wannabes, you know, where you guys scratch these characters. You know what I mean? And the the understanding was kind of that those voices would be replaced later. And we were kind of just placeholders, <laughs> you know, we were there doing other characters. And so I'm like, eh, okay. And I remember at the time I had a little bit of twinge, you know, like, like this feels kind of weird, but then I'm like, 
are you, are you, this this isn't real, right? Like we're just just laying this down for for the animators or whatever, and uh, you know, so so that that was probably my bad for not vetting that closer. But also, I was in that thing where you're working on a big movie with a big director, and you kind of just do what you're told. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what a character actor does anyway. And I wasn't even thinking of it in in racial terms, to be honest. That mm-hmm. much, you know, it was it was just kind of we were just okay. This is what this is what we're being like. Those, uh, you know, the like like, you know, Beverly Hills kids, you know, going yeah. yo yo. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, but but yeah, so so yeah, that was that that that, that was that it, uh, uh, you know, didn't didn't cause that much of a kerfuffle, but but uh, probably, th- uh, uh, twenty twenty Tom Kenny would go would say, nah, yeah, I'm not comfortable <laughs> doing that, and maybe risk getting fired off the other guy, you know. Well, you know, yeah. so who knows? Who knows what uh, you know? People are crazy. No, well, I, you know, I, look, I appreciate the answer. It was just something that I know everybody was thinking about. I wasn't trying to you know put you on the spot oh, yeah. or anything like that uh yeah it never really comes up that much but 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 yeah i mean it's one of those things we yeah we were there doing other characters and and, and uh uh you know reno was like was it was it's fine you know he said it's fine don't worry about it, it you know it's, it, you know it's scratch and uh, and you know these guys are robots anyway they're not cut they're not you know they don't they're androids, you know, they're, they're automatons, automatons. Okay. You know? And so, yeah, I, I probably roll, you know, said, okay, a little too quick. You yeah. Know? No, no. And it, but, but like I said, nothing that I think anybody's ever held against you later on. Everybody loves no, you. It's never, yeah, it's never come up, but, but yeah, my answer is now I, I would have given that a second thought back then. I was like, okay, but, but this is just a template that some other actor is going to come in and replace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, I, you know, I was I, there doing wheelie. Oh yeah, no, yeah, man, no, I, and you know what? And I, I, I thought well, I had you're here. Well, I, I thought I had a little more time, and I don't want to end it on that note. But I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the, uh, the, I'm getting the, the signal now. I'm told that I got to oh, yeah. wrap up. You take as long as you want. Oh, by the way, I don't think the signal is, you know, due to the to, to the subject, but uh, but it's it's just a uh, you know, uh, you know, Viacom uh, got the time frame. Oh no! I know they didn't. She's telling me it's time to wrap. I have so many. This this has been a great moment, right Let's here. Let's do the lightning round. Let's do the lightning round. Okay, uh, lightning round. I Dang. see behind you a bunch of comic books, and I know you're an animation nerd. You said, are you a comic book nerd too? A uh, <laughs> little bit of a comic book nerd, more of a newspaper strip nerd. Twenties, uh, thirties, uh, and forties mostly. But but yeah, I grew up reading comic books like 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 sixties, seventies uh, Marvel. Like the height of my comic book reading was probably in the seventies. But but you know, if you look around, I've also got I'm all I'm also a music guy, so all kind of like blues and soul music and and stuff like that is my thing. And uh, uh, just uh, just okay, Popeye. You see my whole Popeye yep, shelf uh, back there. Uh, I'm a Popeye the Sailor Man freak. That's my favorite uh, character uh, of all time. We've got Buddy Holly. We've got got Buddy Holly back there. Where the heck is he? There's Buddy Holly. Okay. And, uh, besides, uh, here's another lightning round question. Besides SpongeBob, who I know you love, and I know you love all your characters. But I love the, the character that you look forward to besides SpongeBob, like you miss this character. You don't get to do too much of him or her. Which character is that? I would have to say Ice King. I would have to say Heifer uh, uh, from Rocco's Modern Life. And, you know, it's fun. Like, now that I'm voice directing the SpongeBob shows, mm. and there's there's a couple of spinoff series as well, like, I really look forward to that. Like, sometimes it's nice to not have to record. You're just kind of 
directing other actors on Zoom the way that the way that we're talking right now. And mm-hmm. that's turned out to be something that I unexpectedly loved. Again, something that, you know, going back to something that they asked me if I would be interested in doing a few seasons ago. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Would that make things weird with the other actors? So that I'm kind of the boss guy instead of being a coworker. I don't know. And then it turned out great. So, so uh, I, I miss, uh, I miss seeing, seeing, uh, I, I miss directing when I'm not doing it, and and I miss uh, I miss the characters when I'm not doing them. But I would have to say mostly Heifer and and Ice King. Those are two I'd love to be able get to do all the time. Yeah, a friend of mine told me to tell you that. No disrespect to SpongeBob, but he said you do a brilliant job. My friend Christian, he said you do a brilliant job at Ice King, and he wanted me he wanted oh, me to pass thanks, that off. Man. So, and my friend thanks. Julian. Well, there's a little bit of me in all those characters, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, every character you do, you you know, it's it's like. People don't think of it as real acting. They think it's like, oh, I just I just read out loud off of this music stand or whatever. And you know, you know, it's it's there's a lot more to it than that. It's it's it is not to sound cornball or or like you're like you're elevating it too much or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're making funny voices, and if you're on camera acting, you're just putting on clothes and prancing around pretending <laughs> to be somebody or not. But but, but it's uh you know, you try to figure out where your points of connection are with this character. And with SpongeBob, I was lucky enough that Hillenburg, Steven, uh, knew me from Rocco and put some of me already in SpongeBob. You know what I mean? So when I auditioned for him, he said, he's you, he's hyperactive. He's, he goes from thing to thing. He works his butt (laughs) off, you know, uh, he, he puts way more into it than he probably needs to. And, you know, you know, that being said, Hillenburg really put me through my paces at the beginning. He was really specific about what he wanted on that mm-hmm. pilot. Uh, he definitely cracked the whip in his own quiet, polite, sweet way. Uh, you know, the, the hoops were all his, you know, and, um, you know. No, I, I hear, I hear you, man. Yeah, and God bless him, man. And, and, you know, especially for him bringing you to us. And I really appreciate oh, he you. He was the greatest, man. What a what a visionary! I got uh, I got I got some of his drawings and things he gave me uh, uh, on other walls of this office. But but uh, yeah, he knew exactly what he wanted with SpongeBob and 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 with the musical. You know, like they they were trying to get other iterations of SpongeBob going for a while, mm-hmm. and some of them went a little bit up the pipeline, and and then didn't feel right. And and he, he you know. The, the 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 SpongeBob Broadway musical, he was really excited about and was like, wow, this actually seems like it's working, you know, like this this has got heart, this has got this feels like like it should, you know, and he uh you know, so so that brings us uh you know but brings us full circle to this thing. It was it was fun watching him yeah. just be thrilled by by this, you know, when we went to the New York premiere and he was you know ill. Yeah. And uh, j- just watching him sit there and and beam at it and watch the audience you know, in this packed theater react to it, it was it was really uh, poignant. That's great. That that's one of the things that he got to see before he was gone. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's very nice. Yeah, to hear. he he was amazing. And and uh, yeah, it's, it's like you said, gone. It's it's hard to it's hard to believe when somebody. Uh, you know, when somebody leaves the, the this plane of existence, it's, uh, you know, you sort of never get used to them not being around, you know, yeah. and, and that's how it is uh, for all of us. We, you know, we do these SpongeBob sessions uh, all the time, a couple of times a week. But his uh, 
his presence is always there, you know, it's, it's always felt and he's just invoked by us and by, uh, uh, Mark Ciccarelli and Vince Waller, the producers of the show, just, yeah, he's such a big presence, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, he's gone, but he's not. Yeah, and but it, you know what he's doing is still continuing on, man. And you're helping him to to, to, yeah, to carry that on. Yeah, he planted a seed that kind of took over the world, you know. And it, and you know, I love being a part of something that you know kind of makes people smile and happy, and they make memes out of it. And you know, there doesn't seem to be any downside to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like you're you're oh, I love my job. I make bombs. You know, it's like it's like <laughs> no, I make cartoons. You know, so so it's it's really nice to. Uh, you know, have this product, uh, in, you know, that, that puts just silliness out into the world at a time where, uh, you know, I think a little bit of silliness really comes in uh, handy. You kind of need some yeah. respite from, uh, from the modern, uh, w- what life is now. And, uh, it's 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 nice to be a purveyor of that. Wow, you got the chat crying. They're like, "Wow, this is so sweet to know." I mean, you actually moved people right now. People are like, "Wow, oh, I'm lucky to have I'm so lucky to have that job." You know what I mean? Of just, uh, uh, you know, in the the. And it's funny. One thing I'm I'm learning with this SpongeBob Broadway musical is that a lot of people like maybe people without kids or you know maybe they're Broadway fans but they're not cartoon fans or whatever like. They kind of know what SpongeBob is, but they never really have. Mm-hmm. And, and so the 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 Broadway show is kind of their on ramp to SpongeBob. Like like wow, and then they go, hey, maybe I'll try watching the cartoon. You know, <laughs> hey, this is pretty funny. So it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like one thing we try to keep in mind when we're making the shows, uh, recording the shows, and I'm directing the voice directing the shows is that this episode that we're making right now, even though we're twenty some odd years in. This episode we're recording today is going to be the first episode that somebody sees. So mm. just remember that. So, you know, give it that, 90, you know, that, that's why we always try to give it that 1999 energy. You know what I mean? You don't <laughs> want to sound like you're phoning it in, you know, because we're not phoning it in. We love these characters, you know, and you kind of become them when you go into the booth and they turn on the microphones. You're, you're, you kind of are SpongeBob and Clancy is Mr. Krabs and Bill yeah. is Patrick and, and Carolyn Lawrence is Sandy and Mr. Lawrence is Plankton. And you sort of, you know, everybody's just in there. It's, it's not like you need to make an effort to, uh, to be energetic because SpongeBob's world is like just a different uh, dimension from ours. Like the colors are brighter. The music is crazier. Everything's faster and louder and freakier, you know, like, like, like a lot of times when I'm directing on camera actors, like they'll do a stunt casting thing and they'll be doing something that they think is a little too big or over the top. And I go, you're not even close. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like this is like a whole nother dimension. So you know, sometimes with on camera actors, I really got to dig the spurs into them. When I, yeah, you know, when I'm directing, <laughs> especially when people are in their closets, you know, at home, like you're like, oh my god, here's this celebrity, and he's in his closet, and he feels like he's screaming, and he's like, I'm being too loud, you know, I'm being too big, and like. You're not, you still need to come up to here, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun living in cartoon world for, uh, for a bunch of hours every week, man. You can't, I can't tell you how much joy it is to talk to somebody who just lights up and they talk about what they do and love it so much. Oh, I they, love it, man. And thanks for, uh, thanks, thanks for uh, bringing up my weird, uh, my weirdo, uh, IMDB. I got one of the weirdest <laughs> IMDBs known to man. I got to say it's, it's kind of all over the place. It, 
is it's it's very long. I will tell you that I had brought it up is very long. You're one you're one of those hard interviews that uh, to to do because uh, you we can have, do part two. Let let's set up part two right now. I, <laughs> I, I would love to talk to you again if they allow me to. I know the publicist. She's mad at me right now because we oh, kept going. She. Doesn't doesn't she know that this is a runaway train that cannot be uh, be stopped? So uh, yeah, but but we'll, we'll let's stick a pin in this. Okay. Ow! Sorry. <laughs> we'll stick a pin in this, and then we'll uh, we'll do part two another time. You know what? Uh, when CBS Access brings out uh, the the uh, SpongeBob uh, Sponge on the Run. Oh yes, yes that that was a weird thing because it was supposed to be obviously a theatrical movie, yeah. And then the pandemic happened, and the 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 date kept getting pushed and pushed, and then the decision was made to just stream it in early 2021 on CBS All Access. So, uh, so yeah, there's there's a new SpongeBob movie coming. There's so much going on, I actually forget that. Oh yeah, there's a movie coming out. You know, <laughs> well I've I've talked to some voice actors twice and rescheduled with them. I can do the same with you. I will. Oh let yeah, you go who'd be- you talk to twice? Rob Paulson. Rob, yes. <laughs> so there you go. You you actually seen some stuff. That makes me feel good, man. Um, well, you know what? I will definitely try to reschedule with you. Uh, but this has been great. If, if even if it didn't happen, this has been a wonderful thing for me. Great. Thank you so much for your time. Well, you not I, only made me I happy. Love your show too. Too. And and uh, you, you've interviewed so many people I know, Marilyn Ricegub, Jerry Minor, you know, uh, Rob Paulson, like just so many people. Uh, I go, oh, I know. It's I always say, like, I've been doing this so long and I've been in so like my IMDb is so weird and mm-hmm. all over the place that I kick Kevin Bacon's butt when it comes to degrees of separation. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, come on, Kevin, come on, Bacon, let's throw down, you know? So, uh that's something we can talk about next time yes yes we will people I gotta go before I get in trouble he's not gonna get in trouble I will Thank I'm already I was born in trouble <laughs> well we're both yeah. in trouble before our mama whoops us we gotta get out of here thank you so much Tom I appreciate it this has been an honor the people are happy this has been great thank you and good luck with everything I hope to talk to you again very soon thank you thank, thanks to you and thanks to uh, to your fans thank you bye bye oh folks that was great. Oh, but so there she is. Sorry. No, she's going to, you're, you're not mad at me, are you? Anyway. The, the stupid part is there's a damn clock right at the top of my computer screen. And I didn't even look at the freaking thing one time. It's like, it's like, hey, stupid, you know? So sorry. No, not at all. No, you're thank great. you guys. Thank out. you, Nick. I, I apologize. Thank you for the extra time. Thank you. Somebody just ran through frame behind you, Nikki. Oh, that was Dylan. He we was there at our. Um, I remember Christmas. him. You do? He's trying yeah. to wrap Christmas presents, and he's very frustrated that oh. the wrapping paper isn't cooperating. So. Oh man. I let them go. <laughs> anyway, well, Tom, see you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Corey. Wait, Corey, what's that poster behind you? Is that Texas Chainsaw? No, what is it? Oh no, that is. Everybody asked me about that poster. It's a black exploitation movie called. Uh, uh, you can't see. People can't see from my end, but it's a black exploitation movie called Black Samson. Black Samson, I don't know that one. Check it out. I, I, I know all those. I know Truck Turner, and I know, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I used to go see those movies in the 70s, you know, go down to, we go down to the Black Theater in Syracuse <laughs> and uh, and go see those, man, all those uh, Five on the Black Hand Side, uh, see, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. That's why we got to like, do a like, part two, because now you got to tell me about this movie when you see it, and you have to see it. Okay. I know all those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TCM's been pretty good about Showing like the black exploitation, you know, like coffee and uh, and you know all those uh, all those yeah. uh, movies with Pam Greer. No, that's that's excellent, man. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Oh, Pam is- Greer, Pam Greer is my dream date. 
<laughs> oh, she's been mine for years, man. So, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, well, man. thanks for being so easy to talk to. I hope uh, I hope that uh, Transformers thing wasn't too awkward, but. I hope it wasn't awkward. I had to ask because people say you got to ask, but you know, no. Thank you for even answering that, man. That was a well, great you answer think, you gave. Do you think that came off okay? I mean, it's the honest answer. Like he was like, "Hey, well, you're here. Can you scratch these two rapping?" And the, you know, and it was me and Reno. Let, uh, let me just uh, say who was that people, really great actor who played young Louis Armstrong in a TV movie. Oh really yeah. Great. No, let me just I, say that people in our chat they kept saying perfect answer and great answer. I'm not even lying to you. It was a great answer. Oh, good. Okay. Hey, you know, all you can do is the truth. Nowadays, I would say Michael Bay. I just don't feel comfortable with that. And he's such a maniac. You never know what he's because I've seen him make people cry. Wait a minute. Uh, you're I've telling- worked on Michael Bay movies. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, him and I always got along. And he all this is something we could talk about for part two as well. But he always liked me like he would be making he would be raging and make making people cry. And then and then I'd walk in. I'd be running late and people, you know, people go, he's going to kill you. You know, he, he, you know, he, you're supposed to be here t- seven minutes ago. You know, and then I walk in and he go, Tom Kenny. Hey! And then they go, what weird snake charmer magical powers do you have? Oh, do, you know, do you have pictures of Michael Bay that you, you know? And, and I, I was just like, I don't know why he loves me, but he would, he would like, I, and I don't know him. I don't know him at all. Like, 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 you know, we weren't friends. Like, I, I still don't know him, but he would confide in me. He'd go, Tom, c- come over here for a minute. And I go over and he go, the studio doesn't know what I'm up against. You know, I've got special effects being done in four different countries. I've got, you know, what? And, and I was just, you know, I just met him that day. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I hear you, man. I was like his shrink or his bartender or something. Like, it, it was crazy. So- You're a likable guy, man. You're a very likable guy. Why, why wouldn't he want to talk to yeah. you? Well, you know, people have always confided in me, whether it's like, you know, some crazy wino on the bus or like whatever. <laughs> My whole life, I've always been that guy where people give way too much information to on first meeting. Like, wow, I really didn't need to know that about a person I just met five seconds ago. But uh but yeah, my my uh, that that's one thing Bobcat has said has been consistent my whole life, where people just walk up to me, and they just kind of unload. I, I like I probably should have been a shrink or something, but, uh, not smart enough, so uh, barely smart enough to be an actor. But uh, we'll, we yeah, we, this uh, this is all stuff for part two, man. Oh, looking hey, forward to it. I just thought of something, Nikki. Yeah, we can up? do part two when the movie starts streaming. Yes, yes. Is that, that too soon? Uh, a little Dude. bit, yeah. It's a little bit too soon, but when we start working on it, um, I can put another requester and we'll do it. We'll probably do another press day, too, if you're up for it. Okay. What do you think? Too soon? Corey? Um, no, no. Never too soon, man. No, please. What are you talking about? Anytime. I'm honored there, that you be some spo- There'll be some SpongeBob thing that we'll need to pimp. Down oh. the road, well, well there's the, the 100 episodes, then there's the next 100 episodes. So I can talk with the Viacom team to see if we can work on timing and we can work it out. So I'll talk to Thanks, Zach. Nikki. Sorry no. to keep you so long. You no, probably okay. should be uh, wrapping presents. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Um, the the fact will... that your presents are actually have been purchased oh. put you way ahead of me. You're not done. I'm done with the big ones. Okay. Yeah. I but have little uh, ones but too. I got some little uh, things I, I got to run around. I'm, well, I'm trying to keep my little independent neighborhood stores uh, going. Aww. You know, so I'm trying to go chain uh, chain store free uh, uh, this Christmas. You know, my daughter works at the trying Target to go Amazon free. Oh, I hear Jeff you. Bezos don't need my money. My daughter works at the Target Empire Center, so I go there quite a bit. She does. He does. Remember that one's kids? crazy. That, that's like lying around the block. It's insane. So, oh, but she works God. there, so I get a little perk. I hope she's staying perk. safe. Yeah, two masks, but it's okay. Good. I know that so. that's got to be worrisome for you as a parent. You know, yeah. 
It's all good. So we will touch base as we get closer to Sponge on the Run. And then, Corey, I will talk to Kevin. And, Tom, I will talk to Zach. All right, guys. Corey, that was a great interview. Let's do it again real soon. I'm, okay. I, I, I'm honored. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks Thank you for your cousin. time. All right. And I'm going to go uh, go watch Black Samson. Yes, yes. Loving to hear about it. Looking forward to hearing right. about it. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Woo. <laughs> man somebody said Corey's stressing yes yes i was because i was supposed to be done with that about I don't know, 30 minutes ago but uh i'm always you know what I, I this is why i love doing these things this is why i think i'm i'm good at this because this happens to me all the time i'm supposed to be finished with an interview i got a publicist breathing down my neck telling me to go and the person's having a good time and they don't want to go. And I, and I, you know, what, what, what more can you say? That is the ultimate honor right there. So <laughs> thank you chat for sticking around. I hope I wasn't recording something that wasn't supposed to be. I think they knew I was recording live. I mean, not that they said anything they shouldn't have. They, they were, they were great. They, both of them, Nikki and, and Tom, but Tom, Tom is a wonderful guy, man. Uh, it's always a joy to talk to people who they're out there bringing millions joy, millions of people joy, and then they act like they're the most down to earth people, man. And they're very humble and very appreciative. And you can't, you know, you you look at that and you can't ask for more. Uh, yeah, people, thank you, thank you. I I'm glad that you had a great time, and everybody's saying that he was great. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. A lot of fun, a lot of fun today. Uh, the time limit was <laughs> time limit was supposed to be uh, thirty minutes. I think we went. Uh, let's see here. So we went about fifty minutes. So we almost went an hour. So yeah, I went twenty minutes over. Uh, well, he went twenty minutes over. I ain't gonna get in trouble over him. Uh, no, nah, he's that was. I got way more than I thought I would out of that. Tom Kenny, man. Voice of SpongeBob, uh, Sponge, SpongeBob, voice of many characters out there, but also extended, very long uh, live action career before he got into the voice work. Uh, I knew him from that live action stuff, so that was that that was uh, something great for me to be able to talk to him. I used to love all his live action stuff. So, people, again, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, and I'm glad that you guys had a good time. This is amazing. Yeah, I really, really do hope he comes in for part two. Yeah, I've, uh, I, uh, I've had a great time talking to people for part two of an interview. I always thought like maybe part two would be not as fun, but yeah, it's, it's, it is. So uh, we'll get him back on. All right, guys. Talking about keeping things going too long. I should be getting out of here. Y'all don't want to hear from me. You already heard from Tom. He's gone, so let me leave. Hey, folks, you know what I'm going to say to you if you've been here before. I stream all the time, but even when I'm not, that does not mean that I don't want to talk to you. So you can always get a hold of me, streaming or not. Pull up a keyboard, type in kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Copy that information right there. 
memorize it, love it, and use it. And also, people, if you plan on coming to Austin, wait. We got a vaccine coming right around the corner. Just hold off. You'll be all right. But when the time does come, we welcome you back. But until then, email me and just let me know your plans for Austin. Kcoolmans at gmail.com. Let me know if you are moving here to Austin, to our lovely city, hopefully corona-free at the time, or you're just simply passing through. Hope to hang out with you. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to or watching this, goodbye and stay toasty. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.